kick back and get raw with us. From the latest hip hop beats to social issues that cripple the black community, all from the perspective of a young, strong black woman. A strong black woman. And now your host, Rita. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, and as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these weeks. So, happy April, everyone. I feel like every time I speak to you all, I'm introducing a new month. <laughs> I hope you guys had an amazing weekend, and I hope that you guys are ready to tackle on this new week ahead. In this new month of April, there are we are going to be focusing on on the Black Ivy Media front and the According to RP front. So April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And every year we aim to raise awareness by having discussions, having important conversations around this topic, um, focusing on survivorship instead of victimization and really allowing space to raise the voices of those who have you know experienced sexual assault awareness and have come out on the other side. April, we are also celebrating Black Maternal Health Week from April 11th through the 17th. And so we are definitely going to be highlighting uh, this cause, but we are also going to have an in-person event, an in-person panel discussion highlighting and focusing on black maternal health with with the emphasis on breaking the silence and really discussing these racial disparities and coming up with bold solutions. And we have an amazing panel of change makers, of warriors um, that will help facilitate this conversation. We have the Honorable Assemblywoman Rodney Spichot, who will speak to her personal experience in this area. But also, she's going to speak to the amazing work she's done on the legislative side in trying to make that difference, fill in that gap for women, especially um, who experience, unfortunately, the inequities um, that the healthcare system is dishing out. We also have a, a, a renowned doctor by the name of Dr. Kenison, who has been at OBGYN for decades, and he is going to be on the panel offering his medical advice and, I, and also his, you know, his, this community um, input as being an individual who's been prominent in the community. Um, definitely his input, both the medical side, but also as as a an individual in the community, a medical pres- uh, professional in the community, um, sharing his insight on, you know, what can we do and what can we do better? Um, we also have a few other individuals that will be on this panel discussion. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, the full flyer will be out soon. Um, but if you guys are in the New York City area, would definitely love to have you guys come in person. It will be at the Brooklyn Commons 495 Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn, New York from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And we are going to have this conversation. Um, what else is going on the month of April? There's a few other things happening in April, but it's only the first Sunday. <laughs> I can share the rest of the announcements, I guess, next week. Either way, we have an amazing show today because we have an amazing guest by the name of Lucha Sinius St. Fleury. Lucha is an amazing individual, creative individual. She is an entrepreneur. She is 
an executive in the HR and recruiting space. And she will soon be the producer and creator of a new podcast entitled If the Ring Could Talk. Now, this is a project that we have been discussing for years now, and I am so happy to see that is coming to fruition. So again, if I if I get into you know the details, I'm going to give you guys everything. So I want you guys to keep it locked to hear more about Lucha, of course, and you know her amazing self, but also this powerful platform called If the Ring Could Talk. This is a platform that is going to talk about love, marriage, family dynamics, but there is such a unique twist to it. And again, I don't want to give it all away because I want you guys to tune in for the show. But all I have to say is, wow. And all I have to say is, you know, it's definitely a conversation that's needed or conversations that's needed in our community. It's needed, it's needed, it's needed. And I'm so happy that she's going to be the one to present it to you because she is an expert in the field. Um, so without further ado, we are on to the meat of the show. special guest, Lucha Sinius St. Fleury. Lucha, please say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Pleasure. So Lucha is actually my cousin. Um, for those of you who follow me on Frida's World, she's been a guest on that platform. So, you know, this might not be the first time you've heard uh, from Lucha. But for those of you who are according to RP fans, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Lucha. so excited to be here thank you so much so lucha please let the people know a little bit about yourself you know who are you what do you do where are you from my god where am i from i'm you know you know (laughs) i used haitian of course but what do i do in a nutshell so a couple of things i think one um, by day, I am a director of talent acquisition for a media publishing company. Um, that's pretty much recruiting, staffing for my brands. And I also run a event planning, wedding planning company called Design by Lou. Mm-hmm. And that launched, I launched a business back in 2016 when I left corporate world to pursue my passion. And that probably just derived from my excitement and passion for just celebrating life's journey based on my own experience. And, and here I am now. So years later, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. But then I somewhat segued from the wedding planning. I've been doing, I have have not been posting in a couple of years. I think I was, there was a, a brief hiatus mm-hmm. in I think 2019, um, a couple of trans- transition into, you know, something new that I, I didn't at the time understand that God was just leading me. I could say that I was angry. As you know, I had a studio space, right? I had a studio space for four years. And in 2019, you know, the Lord was like, shut it down. Mm. You know, so I was confused. I was like, this makes no sense. Um, But he was slowly preparing me to return back to the workforce. Then I didn't understand why. But in hindsight, looking back, like, oh, I see what you were doing. So in 2018, I left the corporate world in 2016, went back towards the end of 2018, actually December 2018, 
And then in July, 2019, June, 2019, he was like, close the shop. I was confused as I mentioned, so I closed it. And then six months later, as you know, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So it was my preparation of, okay, you're back in corporate world, you're home remote, right? There's a, uh, uh, you, you're earning a salary. So there's consistency, right? And just, it was just amazing just to see how everything, you know, came to be. And even when you don't understand God's plan, but you just have to remain, you know, trusting his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of it. But during that time, it just pushed me to really pursue what I desire to do and what I feel like I'm called to do, which is more of engaging and speaking more about wedding, marriage, not wedding, but marriage in itself. Mm. And as a wedding planner, you see your guests, your clients just more engage on, focus on the day of the wedding, right? And you see, unfortunately, people that are getting married that shouldn't be getting married. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you witness a lot. You witness the different dynamics of relationships, um, just a lot of unpreparedness. And then just the focus on the marriage itself was just not there. And I wanted to do like a podcast, a platform called If the Ring Could Talk. Now, the name If the Ring Could Talk goes back to my single days when I was not married. And every time I would come across a woman who's engaged or married, or married, I would just stare at their ring, right? Just wondering, who are they? What are they like? You know, who is he? Why he proposed to her? Why he married her? Why she married him? You know, just really get into the relationship aspect of really getting to know someone. So that just resonated where I was just like, you know what? That's what I want to pursue. I want to have real dialogue, real conversations with married people and those who are divorced who can probably provide nuggets, life journey, help us understand your journey so we can build a healthy marriage. Now, being married myself, the single married, divorced and remarried again, I realized that there are so many married people that are suffering in their relationships, mm-hmm. right? It's one of the you know topics people don't really discuss about their relationship. It's private and social media makes it seem as if it's all beautiful when it's a full package of the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, but we're so focused on doing, you know, have this facade of it's all great when that's not the truth. And I think that's why a lot of times when people are seeing the weddings, they only highlight the beautiful flowers, the beautiful venues and so forth, but not really speaking about the truth. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're here, right? You're inviting me to, to discuss, you know, my journey, where, what's next for me. Well, I love the wedding planning and I still do it exclusively, but my main focus is really going to be this podcast of just having a dialogue with married people and just share their journey. And it's not just about married people, just family, anything that revolves your marriage. So whether it's your relationship with immediate family, extended family, traveling, what you do that makes your household happy, um, I'm all for it. And again, it's to build healthy relationships, not to promote divorce or any kind. People to jump on the platform to discuss. I want to divorce my husband. It's topics we can discuss, but that's not the premise. We're not going to be speaking about people divorcing their husband, but probably or wives. It's just more what we can do in some challenging time. Like how can we approach certain situation with prayer and action? Right. You know, 
I remember when you first came up with this concept, if the ring can talk, because it's been, it's been some years in the making. It's been right? some years, you know, in the making. You know, God's timing. I I blame it a lot. I was like, let's just do it. When I come, like, let's just do it because right. I will never get there because we want this perfection. This have to be. This, I have to get the right equipment. I'm like, if I sit and wait, it will never get done. Right. So I'm pulling myself, stepping out of my comfort zone, like just put something out there, you know. But it's been years. It's been years. I've been getting that nudge, and I think recently. Recently, I felt like, God, if I don't do it, you're going to call someone else to do it, right? It's one of those gifts, like he's nudging. I'm like, God, let me just be obedient because if I keep pushing back or delaying this, you're just going to find the next person to just do it. So here I am. And I, and I totally resonate with that because, you know, I always have a project up my sleeve and there's been a couple of people. There is there's the one that I'm I'm working on now, the documentary that it it's been four years that the vision came to me. I right. think, you know, that I guess you know God gave me that vision to do it. And every year, same thing. It was like, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. But one thing that you said, you know, I think sounds so true is that it's really about the timing though. Like <laughs> had you have done this, then it might not have had the same impact that it's gonna have now. You might not have absolutely people that you're going to have on your platform. You might've never had the space for them. So I do believe that, you know, the delay is, is important sometimes. Absolutely. There is a fine line where it's like, like, okay, it's, yeah, it's time. (laughs) Turn on the on on button. And I think even so to just the time span that I waited, my husband and I evolved, right? Mm -hmm. If I had did this two years ago, I'm like, I hate my husband. Right, I'm like, out of this marriage. What are the things like? You're feeling all of these things, and then it's like, okay, so I'm learning with my own relationship because I it's hard for for me to stand before people and and talk about relationship when you're going through your own crap, right? That you need to fix. But I feel like even what the lessons that I've learned in the last two years, the last six months, or even the last month, helped me even better prepare for this platform. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I am excited for it. Like I said, when I first heard about it, I was like, this is a dope concept. Like, because I'm curious, I would love to know the backstories of the ring. Like, how is everything going? You know, how did everything right. come to be? So I think it's a really dope, um, ba- you know, a really dope concept. I think that people are going to love it because I like, said, it's not just about the mad, like the two people. It's about like the family, the events and the things that kind of yeah. surround it. And I want to go in a little bit um, without giving too much of the show, (laughs) but, you know, give it, give a little bit of, you know, some of the topics. I know we had talked about some of the topics that we're thinking of, and I was like, that is true. Like bridesmaids, drama, mother-in-laws, like, you know, what are some of the topics that, that we could look forward to? Of course. I think one that really, you know, stands out, I think for me is... How do you maintain a, a amicable relationship with your ex, right? Mm-hmm. For the sake of the child. I I am a product of, I am a daughter. I have eight siblings. How many siblings are there? How many of us? Is There's a lot of us. I think that might be seven. Eight. However, <laughs> we, we look at it. Well, there maybe eight. And <laughs> you never know it, my father. But I think just... The way I was raised, my grandfather took us all in, right? My dad had mm-hmm. like four, three, four moms between us. And mm-hmm. at the time, just the relationship. And I think how my grandmother embraced all of us. Looking back, we we'll say, oh my gosh, she's the typical Haitian mother who allows her son to have kids here, kids there. And, you know, 
but she embraced all of us, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, this is, that's my son. Unfortunately, that's who he is, but she just embraced all of us. So I have this, this love for family, right? Mm -hmm. So growing up in a, a large a household of family, aunts and uncles and cousins. So when, when I had my son and then the relationship with his father and I, we parted, I had to make the choice of choosing my son, right? Versus my emotional roller coaster, what I want, what I desire. But I think more so we need to have that conversation. And how do you have that relationship? The role that we play as a mom, as a dad, to be respectful to each other and making sure that our common goal is about our, our child, our children, how many you have, but that's the focus. Um, that's one topic. Or even my husband raising a stepchild, right? How to balance that relationship. Because for a while, I was in the middle of being that peacemaker with my son. Like, this is what I need. My husband's like, well, this is what you need. And I was constantly stuck in the middle and having to draw that line, you know, where you have to be firm with your decision and say, this is my husband. This is my son. Here's the relationship. And this is how we're going to manage this because you're always constantly feeling this guilt because I have to appease my son. I have to appease my husband. And I'm like, no, we're going to treat this like a family, right? Like let's be genuine about it. So that's an, a topic I, I want to discuss. And of course, just the relationships around you, like the people that you invite in your circle and that how can, that can also affect your marriage, believe it or not. Right. So I think for me, it's just being able to experience all that and bringing that to the table. Of course, I hope to have experts to come on the show and provide feedback, you know, um, um, professional guidance, right? I'm not a, a counselor or anything, but I can speak through experience um, and then get like experts to provide, you know, sound advice or, or, or some type of consult to just help other, those out there, you know, that's the focus. But I think it's just a little bit of children, like just being okay if your house is dirty, you know, we're not perfect, you know? Right. Because um, I had to go through that myself where, you know, if, if, if someone was coming over my house, I had to preface like, listen, it's messy. Like, don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me because, or just going to my girlfriend's home who is a clean fanatic. Like she, she has ADD when it comes to clean, like you could eat off her floor. Mm -hmm. But every time I go to her house, I just feel like she makes me feel this small, right? <laughs> because she's that super mom with a clean house with cooked food. And I had to realize that we have different lives. You know, yeah. our struggles is different. Our schedule is different. So stop comparing yourself to the other moms, the other dads, the other relationships. You know, like it's okay if you don't clean your house and or it's okay to hire a cleaning service to do it, mm -hmm. right? So it's all of that, just life stuff, relationship, financial, the things that we struggle, we have a hard time communicating to each other about how can we bring it to a platform where everybody can, you know, learn something from it. Right. And how we manage those stuff. Right. And I'm thinking, you know, when I, when I think about the ring, the ring is, is like this fixture, right? So yeah, there was the moment where you first got the ring. So there's a story about that, but the Absolutely. ring continues on for the rest of your life because Absolutely. Absolutely. Story, it's like they're bearing witness to like everything. So I think everything. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that approach that you're taking where you're really speaking about all aspects of relationship and family as the ring is bearing witness and is present for all of these. Everything, everything. Yeah. It's you and the ring. The ring knows everything, right? And you know your struggles. Yeah, and I don't even want to even say it's just struggles or problems. I I also want to hear about people's wins, right? So it's also owning your happiness in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Not because it's perfect, but I want to hear what what makes your relationship works, right? Um, So we want to celebrate those wins as well. You know, vow renewals, just creating a a separate um, section for vow renewals, whether we renew it here or just finding couples that we want to do vow renewals for them, you know, just anything celebratory, but also just getting to the heart of pro- real problems and helping people solve them. Right. You know, that, that's the goal. I love the wins part because especially in our community, you know, as black people, we, we do hear about the struggles more than we ever hear about the wins. Absolutely. And those of us who are not married and hoping one day to be married, you know, sometimes we wonder, is it even worth it? Because all we hear about are the negative aspects of marriage. We're not seeing enough people display positive aspects of marriage and we're not hearing enough conversations. Absolutely. And I think going back to our roots, it's like you, if you share the wins, you're being boastful, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of like people just rather hide the wins I'll sprinkle a little bad because I'll make people feel better, right? That you're not perfect. It's it, it's sad, right? But it's okay telling people to claim your happiness. When you do have that moment, it's okay to say, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy. We're happy in my house, so we're good. And the same way, too, if there are struggles, yeah, we're we're working on some issues. But not to go and display all of your business, but it's, it's that healthy balance, you know, where you don't feel that you need to hide the good things that are happening where people only need to hear the bad things, right? So you need to embrace all of the blessings that comes with it. So the blessings of the negative and the blessing when it's super happy, we're going to praise God loudly, proudly, and let the whole world know that I'm happy and that's okay. So I want people to claim that for themselves. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Because, you know, I'm sure there are other platforms, but it's always about, you know, every everybody has their own unique spin, unique yes. spin. And I think that your personal story is one that, you know, is very unique in a sense, right? You were, you were married, you were single, then you were married, then you were divorced, then, then there was kind of like get back. And then, you know, so it's like, and, and when people are listening to it, it's kind of like, this is real life. Like, like this is my story. This is my right. story. And I think being able to get into the weeds sometimes yeah. of you know, the complexities of these situations is so important because again, you know, we might see, you know, one variation, but we don't see how complex and how muddy yeah. and, you know, difficult that it can actually look, but that you come out of it. Absolutely. You, you come out of it. And I think that's where coming out of that space is where my desire to celebrate events came from, right? Because of that dark period where I'm like, you know, finding myself, finding God and, and just, you know, sitting silently and waiting for him to move on my behalf, just though that journey itself. So when the time came where 
there was light at the end of the tunnel and I started to celebrate those wins, right? So I don't care if there was a party in my house every other month, you were there, mm-hmm. party at my house, I'm celebrating this, I'm celebrating this. So the point where I had one friend said, oh my God, I'm not coming to your house for another event. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a shame because I went through all these years when I was crying and sobbing, yet in my miserable state, I would celebrate people. I would go and support people. I'll wipe my eyes, put on my makeup, do what I have to do just to be there for people, right? So when that time came where I was celebrating, I wanted to celebrate everything. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Every month you want to show, you want to come, don't come. But that's part of your, uh, that's, I, I call it like a Thanksgiving celebration. Every time you take the, t- you take the, you have the opportunity to say thank you to God, whether it's a small gathering at your house to say I'm celebrating this or a private, but it's that gratitude behind it because of that. And my journey is saying, you know what, it's okay to celebrate. So I appreciate the, the birthday celebrations. I've had clients who said to me, you know, my daughter nearly lost her life. So this party means the world to me. I'm like, you know, sobbing, like we're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate life. You know, just going through all those type of journeys. I'm like, yes, you have to celebrate. It's important to celebrate because it's a testimony that you came from a place where you were crying and now you're celebrating. You came from a place where you're single You've been rejected. You've been stood up. You were left at the altar, but now you found your person. Now you want to have a beautiful wedding. I'm here to celebrate that with you, you know? So it's a journey and I just love it. Yeah, no, it's definitely a journey. And I think being able to take people on these mini journeys, right? Because conversation will kind of be a mini journey, Yeah, you know, into some sort of like realm that maybe we weren't, we were never exposed to, or we thought was for TV, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that we're like, this is TV, but it's actually happening in real life. Like, I mean, I'm sure that you have seen your fair share of not just mess, but just of interesting things, you know, behind the scenes as a wedding planner and event planner when it comes to family dynamics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is there anything salacious that you can share? (laughs) I have witnessed friendship fall apart right? You have um, the ones who was the maid of honor, the matron of honor, the, the bridesmaid, the, the jealousy. A little secret I tell people, I say, go back to your wedding pictures. Go back to your wedding pictures. Look at all of your guest facial expression. People can't hide mm-hmm. who they are, Okay. Go back to your album and look at everyone's facial impression. I promise you, you'll see the ones who you probably no longer talk to, or you've always had a little inkling that there was something wrong there. And it's all there. And it happened. We're like, oh my God, look at her face. I'm like, yeah, that, that's not your friend. <laughs> like, you, you see, you know, you see it all. Like, you know, complain about, oh my God, I've had one bride who called me because I think there's a lot of ex- expectations that we put on people when mm-hmm. we're brides, like, you know, been there, like we all do it. And I know that it's your special day, but not everybody, that expectation that you have of the whole world is going to shut down and throw me a beautiful bridal shower. I get it. You know, like, but we have to manage expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to manage, you have to understand your bridal party's pockets. Like 
not everybody could do what you want to do, you know? So there's a level of respect. Like I get it. That is your day. Yes. They've been your BFF for years. You should have planned and saved money for that day, but that's not everybody's reality every day. Right. Especially in this economy. <laughs> exactly. So having a destination wedding, then what your bridesmaids to wear a thousand dollar gown and some red bottoms. We may need to shave, you know, cut a few things out and be very mindful of other people. You know, sometimes we could be very selfish and self-centered and we just have to be understanding that these are people with lives and bills and expenses and we right. have to manage expectation. And if you're asking someone to be your mission of honor, you have to understand their position where they are right now. So they may not be able to give you the world as you expect, but if you truly want them to stand by your side because they've been a very good friend throughout the years, and if they can't give you that bridal shower that you want, you should be okay with that. So I think everyone should have that dialogue to say, okay, you want me to be, be your matron of honor? I want you to understand financially, I'm not in that position to give you what you deserve. Right. But if you want me to stand by you, I'll do what I can, but... I need to manage expectation. I think real the same thing when you're marrying someone, there's got to be clear expectation. What are we getting ourselves into is the same thing when you're inviting people to be a part of your bridal party, you know, okay. so expectation needs to be established. And I love that you spoke about that because, you know, I've been in, in many weddings. I've attended God knows how many weddings. <laughs> and I can tell you, like, thank God on my end, I, I never felt that I was being stretched too thin. Mm -hmm. I have had friends who were in bright, like they were asked to be bridal, you know, in the bridal party and they were friends. Like these are true people you would expect to be in a wedding. Right. But the, again, the $1,000 couture gown that, and, and it, it went even further. It wasn't just the price of the gown. It was that you needed to get yourself to fit into the size six because they only go up to six and you are typically a, a 12, 14. Yes. Yeah. Right. So people were literally going on starvation diets just to yeah. fit into the size. Yes. I've seen, you know, the request, you know, bachelorette in, in, in Dubai wedding in this. So it's like at the end of this wedding experience, you come out of pocket several yes. thousands of dollars. And, but it's like, if you don't, there's that question of what's your, oh, you're my friend. You're, you're the, you know, your friendship is on the ballot. Like, you know, you're, you're judged if you know the kind of friend that you are. Yeah. That's why it's important to manage expectations. You have to manage expectations so that you don't lose good relationship. Right. It, it's, it's horrible. Like the wedding. Yes. We want it to be beautiful, but it is six hours. Um, at the end of the day, it's a six hour event. The planning and everything takes forever, but it's a six hour event. You just want to celebrate the people that you truly love and that's going to celebrate you for years to come. So I've witnessed just so much, just, you know, stepmoms, guest lists, who we want to sit next to, don't want to sit next to. The guest, um, like, you know, it's interesting, right? And there are times you have to be very political. Of course, marriage is a political thing. Like there's, if you know, especially as relationship people that you're not going to see often in your marriage, mm -hmm. you show face, you're kind for that one day, but it's a lot. But I think there, the relationship when it comes to the mother, the father, the crucial relationship that you just wish that people would just work on before, you know, because that's going to stain your, your, your marriage um, the years ahead if you don't resolve those issues. Right. Now, I do want to ask this, you know, they always Please. suggest that couples do couples therapy before mm -hmm. they walk down the aisle, whether it's with your minister or whether it's with, you know, maybe a family mm -hmm. therapist, couples therapist. Now, being on the outside, right, 
being, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the same space, but not necessarily in in uh, the know of all these things. Can you tell who has not gone through a couple's therapy? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You can, and you recommend it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made recommendations to, to a couple of my clients, and one of them who did, I will certainly not name any name, but they did, they followed through and, and had the count, the counseling and years, maybe a few years after their relationship did not work out, they got married and it ended, I think in less than a year, within a year, they got divorced. And it wasn't until maybe a year after that, you know, it was shared with me that, yeah, we went to the, to, to see the marriage counselor and she had advice that we didn't get married. I was like, what? So why didn't you take her sound advice, you know, like, or just postpone the wedding for another year till you guys work on the issues. And I think, again, people just want to get married, but not understand the work that that is required, especially if you have underlying issues that's not resolved. And you just think saying I do is going to resolve the problem. Like once we're married, it's going to get better. That's the biggest mistake, biggest mistake ever, you know, that you can make. And I think for you to start a marriage, it has to be healthy. So it's going to the marriage counseling, not three months before you say I do. Right. Like I think if you're in a relationship and you realize within the next year, you're going to, you guys want to say I do each other, start the counseling now, you know, start the counseling immediately sharing finances, like financial information with each other. You don't want to discover that the person doesn't have a job after you say I do. And it's happened. Right. It's not just stories we're making up, but it's it's real. And I think people just need to be honest and have real strong conversations versus that fantasy of fixating on just that day of. And the you know, the the, with the just having in mind, I just want to blow up IG. I want IG. I want all the likes, but not realizing whether you're getting all the likes, there's still a relationship that you need to nurture and maintain, right? Clearly that you're not going to be displaying on IG, right? So if we could put more attention on the relationship versus the social platform, we'll be okay. I actually want to get into that. Okay. (laughs) I've been to many weddings where, you know, extravagant things were done to hopefully get a viral moment. Yes. Because they saw one of their friends get, you know, posted on my Caribbean wedding, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the popular ones. So you've been in the business for quite some time. You've been in this game for a long time. You've seen pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Um, How has social media impacted um, this, this, this process? And we're talking about if the ring could talk. So from, from getting the ring to, you know, the actual marriage, like, how how have you seen things shift from when you first started in the business to now? Oh my God. It's just financially a wedding, right? The, the price tag for a wedding just skyrocketed, right? Before when I got married back in two, 2008, like 15,000 could, you know, modest wedding, nothing. Now you're at 60, 70 grand to start, you know, so just getting people, brides just anxious, more people are asking to be proposed, want to get married because they want to create these moments. Like I said, it's just a fantasy world. Everybody want to be transported to that fantasy world just that day and creating this moment on IG where it's going to go viral, right? Because 
everybody want to be famous, right? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, you, you know, your mission towards that, you know, and how you're going about that. But yeah, there's a price in anything and everything when it comes to wedding related from vendors that used to be $2,000 or now $10,000. You used to be able to find a photographer for $800, but you can't. There are no $800 photographer anymore. Photographers are starting at a $10,000 package, right? Um, flowers. You could have probably gotten a centerpiece for like 60 bucks. You know, when I got married, I went to Whole Foods. I knew the guy in Whole Foods and he made all my, my arrangements for me, right? My, my flow budget was probably like $1,500, but now for my entire table, but now you're going to a centerpiece for $600, for $600. So it just created this, this price hike increase for the market because of the hype surrounding social media, surrounding beautiful moments. So you're looking at all these full lush arrangements, but not knowing again, the behind the scenes, you know, the, the stories I've had one planner shared with me that one of her clients had parents took loans out of their home, took a loan against their house to have these luxury weddings, right? Parents were near retirement. Mm -hmm. Right. So I personally would never advise anyone to take loan off your, from your home to pay for a wedding. That's just my personal right, my personal advice. Like <laughs> don't judge me. Don't say I would never want to work with her. Cause she's like, no, I is just, I think it's just poor judgment. I don't care. You know, especially from your close retiring parents. Um, just to have this moment and people are really going broke. And they have this wedding and really don't have a place to live after or right. living with their parents, like having this big lavish wedding and then moving back home to save money. It, it's some, some decisions I, I personally don't agree with. Like I'm just your planner. I will help you. I'm not your counselor, but if you were to come to me for like sound advice, like what should we do? I'm like, hmm, perhaps buy a house, you know, do something a little bit modest, whatever. And then I've seen brides whose parents, they have the money. And they just want their daughter to have a beautiful wedding. And that's okay. You know, they're like, it's my daughter. I've been waiting for this moment. I have the money. I've been saving this money all my life. Mm -hmm. I want her to have a beautiful wedding. Beautiful. That's okay too. As long as we're not strapping people. Right. To get to that moment. So I'm okay with that. Interesting. Yeah. And I know we can go on and on and on because there's so many things that come up when we think about not just the wedding day, but just, you know, the, the marriage, the getting mm-hmm. to marriage, the fresh yes. family. There's so many things that I'm so excited for your platform because I will definitely be tuning in because I always want to know the tea. We want to know. I want to know the tea because I, I think when all, it, we're all, we, we're all looking to evolve, right? There's mm-hmm. never stop in your group. You never stop growing, right? As a married couple, we can eventually learn to learn how to deal with each other, an right. understanding of each other, what we should and shouldn't do. But everyone is looking to evolve, right? So so that's the purpose. Like we, we want to evolve and, and evolve. And if there's knowledge that we can share with others, please do. So I'm looking, I'm recruiting for married couples, divorced couples. Like we just want to understand how you've managed. We want to understand your struggles, how you came out of it. And right. I want to hear your wins. So Please, if you're interested in being part of If the Ring Could Talk, email me at lucia at designbyloo.com. 
All right. So, Lucha, where do you plan on hosting um, If the Ring Can Talk? Because I know, you know, video podcasts have become so popular. Everybody right. wants to watch. But there are a lot of people who are still wanting to listen because they can't be watching. They're at work. But right. They want to listen. So is your podcast going to be available um, everywhere where people can access podcasts? That's the goal. That's the goal with your help and my social media manager, of course. That is the goal. That is the goal because you know, like I said, I, I just procrastinate. I don't want to procrastinate anymore. So I'm not afraid to ask for help, like advice, right? That's right. what it is, right? It's like saying knock knock, I need help. So where I wherever I can um make myself available, I certainly that's the goal is to do that. Sounds sure. good. Sounds good. And so Lucha, when can we expect the drop? See, that's like that pressure because once I give a date, I gotta put the pressure on you. Are we have to put the pressure. March? Are we talking about early April? Because the listeners are like, I want the tea. This sounds gonna be like you know salacious. That's the goal. My my goal is to aim mid April. Okay. That's reasonable. You could do it. A few weeks. I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. Get out of my cell. Like I could do it. That's the goal. So I'm praying. Um, and you know, just I just need, you know, God's blessings and guidance to do this because I, I take it as a ministry because yeah. I I I love marriage, everything about it, the good, bad, and the ugly. I love it. And I love family relationship. And you know how we are, you know. So for me, that is something that's very dear to me is my relationship with people, especially with my family. So I just want, you know, hopefully have a platform where we're healing people in the process and changing lives. I love it. I Thank absolutely you. love it. Thank so you. in terms of Instagram, because you know, some people, they might, you know, cause you, you, you gave your email address and that's cute, but you know, <laughs> people are like, but can I slip into a DM? Cause I don't really do that email thing. How can, how can people slip into your DM to say, I want to be on, you know, this show? Oh, they can DM me at it designbylu.com. We are creating our Instagram page. I think we already have the page. You have but by Lou Instagram already, though. I'm sorry? You have the design by Lou Instagram. I do. So they can DM us and, you know, my social media manager will probably, you know, direct them to the page once it's up and fully mm-hmm. set up. We'll do that. But at Design by Lou, they can find me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, Lucha, thank you so much for thank coming on this you. platform and sharing about your upcoming project that we I'm all- excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. It's it's time. And it's like everyone will ask me, when are you gonna do this? I'm like, you know what? It's it's time. So it's the time, time has come. So here I am. So thank you so much for, for having me. You are thank you. Anytime, anytime. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. Remember to follow us on Instagram at According to RP and at Black Ivy Media. Slip into our DMs if you have any questions. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next week. You are listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. It's all on.